0: Greetings and blessings, dear friends in the Spirit 111. It's Eddie Luisi. How are you? Ho ho ho, it's the day after Christmas. That is right. I am recording this on 1226, 2020. This is episode 20, the last episode of season one. Woo! Wow. So next week's gonna be season two, just pretty crazy. So this is a special episode because it's the twentieth episode in the last year of two thousand and twenty. We have twenty, twenty, twenty. So I don't know about you. My family's still sleeping and I am in a um post Christmas coma <laughs> Just too much sugar. Just cookies and candy and whatever else I ate. But um I am blessed for my faith, my family, my friends, my friends in the spirit, one, one, one. Most of you know I've been a Catholic church musician since age of 12, and I'm 61, so that's almost 50 years. But for Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, I don't do any church music, and I used to do tons of music on uh, Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, but then one year, I just got really tired and burnt out and and just stopped doing it. <laughs> so churches don't call me anymore. So I don't know if that's a a respect of my burnout or just, you know, a spiritual thing just to keep me mellow and with my family. Um, so we just did a quiet Christmas, the four of us, my wife and I and our two daughters at home. Um, the day before and I guess the weeks leading to Christmas, there was a little sadness and depression because our daughter live is in LA, our son Andrew is in Germany. So they weren't coming with this pandemic and all these different uh, rules and stuff and suggestions to not travel, they stayed home. So um, they came up the stairs a little little sad because they usually come up all happy with their sister and their brother comes later on. And um, But we turned it around. We had a really special day. And I know a lot of you do Zoom-type interviews or chats with your family. My son works for a company called Wonder.me. So we did a Wonder.me just with the six of us. And then later on, we invited... Um, other people, some people were sleeping, some people weren't, and we did phone calls and texts and Facebook messages. So there was some distance, but there was still love. So dear friends in the spirit, 111, if I haven't said Merry Christmas to you yesterday, somehow in calls, texts, Facebook messages, Merry Christmas. Also last week was my son's 30th birthday. So that was a Another hard celebration we couldn't celebrate together, but we will next year, right? Next year will be a new year. So this title theme is called Share the Light of Love. I'm going to take several readings today from Unity's The Spirit of Christmas. That was the little Advent booklet that I told you guys I had and I was reading daily. And if anything popped out and anything touched me, that I would save in my little folder and read to you. So, yeah, there were several readings that were so good. And I said, since we're still in the Christmas season, I'm going to read some of this. And I hope you enjoy it. The essence of all life is love. When we awaken the power of love within us and allow it to lead us, we awaken the power of God to come forth through us in a unique and beautiful way. Love heals, unifies, opens our hearts, and transforms us and our world. When the heart is open wide, there is plenty of room for the essence of love, to heal our wounds, to nurture our souls, and to mend the broken places. Love lifts the veils of darkness and reveals the expansive, joyous nature that is ever flowing in your heart, ready to come forth as new life. Love opens the heart to an infinite field of possibilities, a space wide enough to welcome all experiences free from judgments. Love sees through the eyes of compassion and realizes our true nature. This Christmas allow the transformative power of love to renew your spirit. Be willing to forgive, release all that is no longer serving you. Tear down the walls of separation and dive deep into your heart, then Share the light of love with the entire world. And from 1 Peter 4, 8. Above all, maintain constant love for one another. For love covers a multitude of sins. That was received from Reverend Elizabeth Longo. And this isn't from the Unity booklet, but this is unitiesdailyword.com. Guidance. The light of God lives in my heart and guides my steps. Every day as I make decisions, some seem not to need much thought and others seem daunting, even overwhelming. The most comforting thought I hold is that I am not alone. I am one with God and one with the wisdom of God. I use the light of God within me to guide my decisions. This indwelling light is unwavering and constant shining as a beacon of understanding. With divine light illuminating my path, I intuit which which direction to take. Even when the way seems uncertain, I have faith my inner light will guide me to my good. As I release my challenges in prayer, I open to my inner wisdom and to the right solution. Knowing that I make my decisions in the light of God, I proceed with confidence and clarity. And from Matthew 5.14, you are the light of the world. A city built on a hill cannot be hid. Interesting about being the light of the world and sharing the light of love. I I sent out an email chain, I guess you want to say it. Um, the old friends of Good Morning America, the people that kind of started out in the early days, the people that worked uptown, the people that worked in the entertainment division, and, and some others that, that kind of um, started in the beginning of the news division and the beginning of moving uptown. But uh, my dear friend Bill Clark, he started a separate holiday party in New York City And I believe this was gonna be the 20th anniversary. I'm not 100% sure, but I think it was supposed to be. And obviously we didn't get together because of COVID. But I sent out an email to everybody just wishing them a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And then I just asked, I said, you know, some of you I know, some of you I really don't know because, you know, I, I didn't start at the beginning of GMA. And I asked them just to, if they want, no, just give me your your year that you started GMA and your background. And are you still working in TV? Or are you out of the business? Or are you retired? And 10s and 10s and 20s and 30 of people start replying. And it started getting beautiful. And people were thanking me and, and saying how beautiful this is to share. And then some was some emails were really heartfelt thanking and loving this community of friends of these fellow workers and some were really funny and some fun stories and people were thanking me and I didn't expect this at all I really didn't and I wrote I write back to everybody individually because I don't want to just keep them writing back to the group because then with people who have hundreds of emails but I said this was kind of like a Christmas miracle uh, because we didn't expect all this love and joy and happiness and bringing together of old friends. So if you have some old friends, old family members that you haven't chatted with in a while, call them up, text them, send them an email, private message, however you communicate these days, video, Zoom, wonder.me. But um, after I, I do this recording, this podcast, I'm going to go to my computer and reply to another Couple dozen um, emails from dear friends at Good Morning America. So, and if you are a dear friend from GMA in the early days, Uptown TV two, and you're not in this email list, email me or contact me, Eddie Louisi. Okay, so back from um, the Unity book, and this was the spirit of Christmas. Has it ever occurred to you that a candle does not lose any of its power and brilliance by lighting another candle? Its ability to share its brilliance is limited only by the length of time it can stay lit. When Jesus said in Matthew 5.14, you are the light of the world, he did so with the knowledge that we have unlimited source of light, the inner Christ Christ. Like a burning candle, each of us can touch untold numbers of others with our unique light. We can keep touching and touching many people with our love and our light without diminishing our own source in any way. We frequently are are unaware when we bring light to another soul. Some simple casual word or gesture can serve to brighten someone else's life when we least expect it. No, we never lose even a bit of our light by passing it on to another. The source of our light is unlimited and eternal. When you allow God's light to shine through you freely and unconditionally, you are truly the light of the world. From Matthew 5 16, let your light shine before others. And this reflection was received from Reverends Richard and Mary Alice Jafola. It's interesting. Um, when we bring our light to another soul. And I, you can't see, but I guess when I do my Facebook video, my little teaser, you'll see. But I have a t-shirt. It's a black t-shirt with gold letters. And it says The Divine Appointer. <laughs> My dear friend Jillian Kay, who um, is a graduate of Emerson College and an alum from the Future Now Media Conference, interviewed me several months ago for a, for a mentoring video. And I chatted to her. I told her my divine appointer story. And she says, oh, i got to make you a shirt. I said, if you make me a shirt, I'll wear it. So I am wearing it the day after Christmas. And... You know that I connect people. And I guess I've been connecting some old GMA people with my emails. But my dear friend Joan Baer, young adult author, told me one day that I'm not a connector. I'm a divine appointer. I help souls with their divine appointments. So I am very humbled and very grateful that that's part of my life. That's part of my inner light, that I like to connect. I like to Help souls um, reach out, find their, their their appointments. Share the light of love. I should like to share my light of love. This is received from daily practice, sacred reading and meditation. We are all candles burning, sometimes sputtering, sometimes steady, with the same task as the stars in their majesty, making light. That was received from Elias Amadon. Another reading from the Unity booklet. Let me have a little quick sip of coffee. And please feel free to share these talks and these videos and podcasts with others. Let's spread the good news of our Lord Jesus Christ and love and Christ within us. And you know, this is, uh, this is a, a melting pot of ministry. Ooh, I like that. Melting pot of ministry, where we love and accept all religions, all faiths, all spiritualities. And, um, but it's interesting. Most of our friends in the Spirit One are Christians, or at least raised Christian. And um, so we're all connected, no matter what our religion might be. Love is more than a feeling it is a force of nature like magnetism. On the spiritual level love is the essence of what we are and like magnets we attract the contents of our life experience. In a fascinating twist when the same poles of two magnets meet they push away from each other. It can seem that way with love too. My decision to be a loving presence may highlight unkind behavior in others. Believe it or not, this is good news. It means my heartfelt declaration has brought the need for love into sharp focus, giving me opportunities to share sacred energy with those who are crying out for it. No matter what happens around me, I anchor my awareness in love, knowing it is my choice and my gift to give. I feel the call for love coming through others' unskillful behavior, sending out mighty currents of understanding and acceptance. I feel love moved to find its likeness on the other side, and I revel in the bond of the unity created within the flow. And from 1 Corinthians 16, 14, Let all that you do be done in love. And that was received from Trish Yancey. This talk is Share the Light of Love. Another little reflection from daily practice, sacred reading, and meditation. People are just as wonderful as sunsets if I can let them be. When I look at a sunset, I don't find myself saying, soften the orange a bit on the right hand corner. (laughs) I don't try to control the sunset. I watch it, I watch with all as it unfolds. That was received from Carl Jung. How true is that, huh? When we see beauty in nature, we don't want to change it. We just say, wow, that's beautiful. What about beauty in each other? Eh? No, we see each other at times, not all the time, without judgmental eyes and, and... I'm going to try. It's not 2011, 2021, whoops, 2021 yet. But uh, New Year's Eve, New Year's Day is going to come this week. and I'm going to try to look with uh, the light of love, with different eyes, and just see the beauty in each person just for who they are. And if I could add my love and, and my help and suggestion and my... Connections and appointments and, and generosity and compassion, I will. This is received from Three Minutes a Day, Christopher Books. The way we love our children. Since 1955, California's Disneyland has held a candlelight Christmas-themed celebration featuring 700 musicians and singers and a celebrity guest. As reported by Aletia, I guess that's a magazine. I've never seen that before. The show intersperses, intersperses the telling of the biblical Christmas story between some of the most popular Christmas carols. In 2018, actor Chris Pratt read from the Gospel of Luke, then added his own comments saying, Being a parent has really changed my life in so many ways. And one of those ways is to understand truly the love that a father could have for a child. The way we love our children, the more we love our children, the more we will understand the capacity for our father in heaven to love us. Each and every one of us is a precious creation. And he just marvels in the ways that we can try to please him. That should give us a great deal of comfort. This holiday season, let us embrace every one of our tomorrows with hope and love. And through this holiday spirit, may we continue to spread peace and goodwill throughout the world. Thank you and Merry Christmas. That was from Chris Pratt. And from 1 John 3, 1. See what love the Father has given us that we should be called the children of God. And a little prayer, help me to accept and share your divine love, Father. This is received from Neil Donald Walsh. On this day of your life, I believe God wants you to know that there is no such thing as an unlucky number, such as 13, or an unlucky event, such as crossing the path of a black cat. You make your own luck. Yet luck in truth does not exist. If you define luck as unexpected good emerging out of thin air for no apparent reason, luck is an acronym. Love, undergirding, creationist, knowledge. When you use the knowledge of how to create things in your life, you must do so from a place of love. Never from a place of fear. Fear pushes what you want away from you. Love draws it in. You cannot create healing from an illness, for instance, if you are in fear of the illness itself and seek to create from that place. Nor can you create abundance from a place of money worries. In either instance, you will have no luck at all. Creation starts from a place of love. Loving what is and loving what is to come. Got it? Good. (laughs) Because you know exactly why you heard this today. Love your friend, Neil Donald Walsh. Yes, and I have some fear and I have some financial things that I worry about too. But I try. I just try to love and to trust God and God's holy will and things will work out. And I am very grateful for the life that I have. I am very blessed. But um, I have my difficulties too, dear friends, in the spirit, one, one, one. And um, I pray daily. I pray daily for my family, and I pray daily for you guys too. Okay, so this again is from Three Minutes a Day, Christopher Books. It's actually part one and part two. This is part one. Santa Colonel, it was 1955 and the U.S. was on edge about the Cold War with Russia escalating into a real conflict. Colonel Harry Shoup of the Continental Air Defense Command had a red phone in his Colorado Springs office to alert him in case of an attack. But the phone number was a secret. Only a four-star general at the Pentagon and Shoup himself had the number. One December, the red phone rang. Shoup was shocked when a child's voice on the other end asked, "Is this Santa Claus?" As he reported, as reported by NPR, the no-nonsense military man initially got annoyed because he thought someone was playing a practical joke on him. But he quickly realized the caller was serious, so he played along, pretending to be Santa. Then he asked to speak to the child's mother. She explained that she had gotten the number from a Sears ad, encouraging kids to call Santa. Apparently, the newspaper had printed one of the digits incorrectly. Now, the Air Defense Command was getting inundated with calls from children. But this mistake led to a beloved tradition that continues to this day. That's part of the story tomorrow. Dun, dun, dun. Actually, I'm going to turn the page and you're going to hear it right now. But there's a little um, prayer. Help me find humor in awkward situations, Jesus. And from Genesis 21.6, God has brought laughter for me. So here's part two. You don't have to wait a whole day. Though the Santa phone calls to the Air Defense Command Office eventually died down, the men who worked there joked about it often. Since they had a big glass board on which they tracked all planes coming to the U.S. and Canada, they decided to draw Santa and his reindeer on it on Christmas Eve 1955. When Colonel Shoup saw the drawing, he got an idea. He called a local radio station and told them the command center was tracking Santa in his trip across the world. The media loved it, and so did children. Shoup became known as Santa Colonel, and the tracking became an annual tradition now led by NORAD, the North American Aerospace Defense Command. In an interview with NPR, Colonel Shoup's three children, Terry, Rick, and Pam, recalled this aspect of their father's life. Terry said later in life, he got letters from all over the world, people say, saying, thank you, Colonel. And in, and in his 90s, he would carry those letters around with him in a briefcase that had a lock on it like it was a top secret information. He was an important guy, but this is the thing he's known for, Rick added. It's probably the thing he was proudest of, too. How many of you go online to track Santa? I didn't know this story. Back in 1955, it was a mistake, but that's how it started. How cool is that? See, dear friends in the spirit, one when you have problems, when you, there's mistakes in life, when you have suffering... Turn it around. Turn it around. See the goodness in whatever's going on, right? Out of the darkness, there's always light, right? Light that candle. See that little flicker and flame. And let it let your light shine and, and share the light of your love to all. And, you know, not all of us could share our light of love to millions of people or thousands of people. But maybe you can to your... Spouse, partner, friend, to your children, to your parents, to your family, relatives, friends, neighbors, church community, work community, school community, to strangers, right? And from Proverbs 17, 22, a cheerful heart is a good medicine. And the little prayer, teach me to bring joy to a child, Savior. Well, teach me, Savior, Jesus To bring joy to everyone. I mean, to a child is good, right? But joy to everyone. Okay, I still have a few more pages. I'm getting kind of tired, but uh, hopefully you're listening to this whole podcast. And if it's too long, you could stop it, take a break, and finish it a little later today. This is received from Science of Mind magazine, The Courage to be Happy. Two quotes first. Happiness is not something ready-made. It comes from your own actions. It's from the Dalai Lama. And the individual who will learn how consciously to change his thinking processes can remold his destiny. That's from Ernest Holmes' The Art of Life. Here's the little reflection. It takes courage to choose happiness because in doing so, I bump up against those old beliefs telling me I don't deserve it. All that is changing because I choose to change it. As I take action, I create a new, a new mindset that assures me of my worthiness. On challenging days, happiness may be getting out of bed, showering, and drinking a cup of coffee. On good days, it may mean taking a step toward a goal that keeps calling to me, moving toward forgiveness of myself or another, or calling a friend. Happiness wears many faces and I wear them all. An amazing thing happens when I begin to own my happiness. I start doing what I love, what makes me happy. I create time for favorite activities and hang out with people who uplift me. No longer do I find happiness only in special events. Instead, I live in each moment, enjoying life's simple pleasures riding the gentle wave that is life, my heart filled with gratitude for each moment. I accept a new feeling of happiness. I give myself permission to be happy in this moment. Even if my life is turned upside down and I can't seem to find my footing, it's okay to be happy for this moment. Knowing I deserve happiness, I take a deep breath and I feel I'm alive. Whatever is going on will pass and things will get better. In the meantime, I'll find moments of happiness just because I can. And the affirmation is, in this moment, I take a deep breath and give myself permission to be happy. I tell you, dear friends and spirit, sometimes I wake up, especially on the weekends, and I just don't want to get out of bed. And I have a little funk going on. And today was one of those. It was like, you know, post-Christmas and I didn't eat well and I didn't see all my family. And, um, yeah, I woke up in a little funk. But just reading these reflections, you know, it's touching my life. And um, so it, it does good for me to read this stuff also. So hopefully it's doing some good for you also. From Three Minutes a Day, Christopher Books, Between Dark and Light, an ancient parable goes like this. A rabbi once asked his students how they could tell when the night had ended and the day was dawning. One student responded, could it be when you can see an animal in the distance and can tell whether it is a sheep or a dog? The rabbi said no. Another asked, could it be when you look at a tree in the distance and can tell whether it is a fig tree or a peach tree? Again, the rabbi shook his head, no. Well then, when? demanded the students. The rabbi responded, it is when you look on the face of any man and see that he is your brother. Because if you cannot do this, then no matter what time it is, it is still night. Each of us can be a light in the darkness, bringing the warmth and peace of God's love to our brothers and sisters. We only need the eyes to see that we are the light of the world. And from Psalm 36, 9, For with you is the fountain of life. In your light we see light. The prayer creator set me afire with the light of your grace. Remember our theme, share the light of your love. I picked a lot of good stories that have light and love in it, huh? This is from the Tao Te Ching of Lao Tzu. Looking at but not seen, looked at but not seen, listened to but not heard, grasped for but not held, formless, soundless, intangible. The Tao resists. Analysts and defies comprehension. Its rising is not about light. Its setting not a matter of darkness. Unnameable, unending, emerging continually and continually pouring back into nothingness. It is formless form, unseeable image, elusive, evasive, unimaginable mystery. Confront it, and you won't see its face. Follow it, and you can't find an end. Perceive its ancient, subtle heart, however, and you become master of the moment. Know what came before time, and the beginning of wisdom is yours. Interesting, huh? That stuff always makes me think... (laughs) Alright, so I'm going to end with the same unity um, prayer book that I've been using all during Advent. It's called The Spirit of Christmas. And this is received from Reverend Kurt Condra. This was actually um, this was the reflection on Sunday, December 20th, 2020. And that was my son's birthday, 2020. And today is the 20th episode. So 20 um and and we all know 2020 has been a rough year. And I'm not going to get into details, but I pray that 2021 is a fabulous year for you, your family, your friends. A much better year than this year. I pray for healings, blessings, abundance, God's favor. So, let me read at my church, the high point of our early Christmas Eve service, designed especially for families with children, involves filling, filing, filing past a creche and peering into a manger. This being unity, instead of seeing a doll or an infant, all who look inside witness their own reflection in a mirror rested atop a pile of hay. The obvious point, Christ is born in you. No matter what age, the kids always seem to understand, albeit all different levels. For example, the youngest recognize the face staring back is their own. Starting at around age six, they realize their face is the face of God. And the oldest understand God is in everyone. That's the follow-up lesson for adults. We grow and give birth to the Christ throughout our whole lives. If we stay awake, the meaning of Christmas continues to evolve in us. Our understanding of ourselves, our relationship with God, and our capacity to express the joy of the Lord, to give birth to the Christ, become more powerful and more fulfilling every day. Of course, we don't present it to kids in those terms. Instead, we ask them to think about what Christmas used to mean to them and what it means now. Maybe it used to be about Santa and getting presents, but now it's about receiving and giving. Maybe it used to be about cookies and candy, but now it's about gratitude and celebrations. I encourage you to take stock of your own evolving Christ consciousness. How is your experience of Christmas different from years past? Perhaps there's a new character in the Christmas pageant of your life. Perhaps the budget's tight and costumes and scenery aren't exactly what you desire. Perhaps someone you love has transitioned to another realm or has been cast in a different role. Are you exploring new ways to express your appreciation and acknowledge the blessings of folding in your life? Are you discovering wonder and joy? Are you allowing peace and love to be born anew in you? Remember, like children peering into the mirrored manger, whatever insights you gain are but a snapshot of your ever-expanding realization of your innate divinity. Bless them and know that tidings of great joy await. I hope you had a Merry Christmas. The Christmas season still continues till the three kings come, right? Um, What's that called? Little Christmas. I know there's probably another name too I can't think of right now. But dear friends in the spirit, 111, God bless you. God bless your faith, your family, your friends. Don't forget to cue the spirit to share the light of love. Stay blessed and a blessing. Have a great day, a great week, and a great weekend. God bless you.